0: We can start the year uh, feeling like, you know, I'm going to get into the Bible this year. I'm sure many of us have started a Bible in Year plans or have set a goal that, yes, I'm going to read the Bible more this year then often two weeks are in and we're already struggling to get through this Bible in the Year plan. Uh, And even a month goes by and some of us could be hitting walls. Uh, But we want to help you guys, help us get into the Word of God and discover the beauty of what the Word of God is and what it's trying to share with us because we know it's important for us. It's not just a January goal, it's not something we just do in January, but it's something we can do through the whole year uh, and impact Our lives, And so we're going to just share a bit about that in the next couple of services. Uh, And so why don't we turn to our Bibles? We're going to open in 2 Timothy, uh, and uh, we're going to go from chapter 3 there. 2 Timothy is a book that was written by the Apostle Paul to one of his protégés, Timothy, one of his disciples. uh, And he is uh, spurring him on as he's sharing with him. And it says from verse 10, Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, Timothy, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and my suffering. The things that happened in me in Antioch, in Iconium, in Lystra. What persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. This is amazing. Uh, Paul has lived an incredible life of hardship and persecution. Uh, His faith has stood the test of time. And here he is urging Timothy, See my life. See what has happened to me. The, The Lord has rescued me from all persecutions. Indeed, in verse 12, Indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. That is comforting. But wicked people... And imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. But as for you, so this is what could happen. There's not nice things that go on in our world. But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from who you learned it. And verse 15, where we're going to have a little look at here tonight. It says, and how from childhood, from When you grew up as just a little Jewish boy, you grew up on the scriptures and you've known the sacred writings that are able to instruct. And that word is like wisdom. The the sacred writings that are able to give you wisdom, instruction, uh, instruction for you for your salvation through faith in trusting uh, Christ Jesus. It is able to give you instruction for your salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 16, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful t- for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. What an amazing kind of outlier, of a, a description of what the Word of God does for us. It is wisdom for us, for our salvation, and gives us that faith to help us keep going, even in the midst of, of challenge and struggle. Uh, and uh, Tim Mackey, one of the, uh, the uh, uh, Bible scholars behind the Bible Project, uh, he says it like this. He uh, kind of unpacks the scripture like this. It says, the Bible is messianic wisdom literature that leads people to understand that they need to be rescued by what someone else has done for them, and that someone else is the Messiah, Jesus. That what we have in the Word of God is wisdom literature that points us to realize that we need to be rescued, that we need salvation, and the one that gives us that that salvation is Jesus Christ. The Word of God points us to that and helps us see the beauty of jesus now i'm sure most of us um, if not all of us have uh, been impacted by music before music is a very big thing in our world today uh, if not you know just impacted by the music tonight uh, we have all been impacted by music uh, in different ways and uh, there is something special and unique about music that can grab at your hearts and your feelings uh, and i i'm I personally am someone who just loves music. Obviously, I love to still worship lead and, and um, be a part of the team because I, I love it. I love what music does. I love the heart, that what it does when we sing out to God and we connect with Him. Um, there's just something beautiful about uh, music. And, and uh, there's probably no greater genre... Um, of music that evokes different emotions and and kind of takes you on an emotional journey like classical music. Good old classical. Anyone listen to some classical music recently? Oh, I am. Yeah, there you go. We actually had some classical music on yesterday just because why not? Um, uh, But there's just such a great range of emotion that is being portrayed in the beautiful music of classical music. Uh, And there is an amazing symphony of what is going on. There's so much going on in a beautiful, great classical symphony. Uh, Firstly, you got the multiple range of instruments all doing their thing, all playing their different parts, but all joining as one to create a beautiful symphony. And then you can even have multiples of that one instrument, multiple violins, all playing different parts, or maybe some some playing the same parts, all again adding to this amazing symphony of sound. And then uh, there's there's the different elements that composers use, such as, as vibration within the, the different instrument instruments. They use a clash of a cymbal to kind of really get your attention. They use rhythm to kind of boost you. They use the intensity of music. And, and, and I find it like kind of annoying sometimes listening to classical music because it's like really loud in some moments. And then it's like really quiet. Like you, can't, you have to turn it up and then it gets to really loud moments. And it's like, oh my goodness, my child is sleeping, please. Uh, but that's the kind of the nature of classical music it, it ebbs and flows in it that they don't have you know they don't go through that process of kind of equalizing all the volume they actually like that ebb because they want to grab at your emotions there's there's a faster pace there's that kind of do do and then there's a slow easy piano there's just so many different ways classical music kind of pulls at your emotions. And often when we're listening to it, it, it's almost like it's saying something to us without singing any song, any any words. It's kind of saying something to us. There's something beautiful. There are layers and layers of beauty in the music of a symphony. Just layers of beauty. And what I want us to, to see here tonight is the layers and layers and layers of beauty that is in the Bible. Layers of beauty that are found as we keep looking into what the Bible has to say, keep putting ourselves into the feet of these people and discover God in the layers of beauty that is in. The Bible, and as we read the pages, there is depth and meaning that go beyond what we just read in front of us, the simple words. But there's, there's so much that the, the writers of the Bible are trying to show us. They're trying to show us more than just what the words are saying. They're trying to show us the story that is being told, the images that are, are being portrayed. They're, they're showing us so much. There's layers of beauty in the Bible as we keep reading and discover all God has for us. And so that's that's what we want us to do. We want us to approach the Bible with saying, God, what are you showing me today? I want us to this year... Not think about, oh no, I have to, yeah, that's right, I have to read my Bible today because I'm doing that plan. I've got to do that thing. Well, let's not have that approach to the Bible. I want us to, to have an approach where, what can I discover in the Bible today? What are the layers of beauty that God is going to bring out, the symphony that is being sung in this passage of Scripture here today? What can I discover that God is showing me? It's kind of like approaching it like our favorite song. You know that song you always got on that it's like, yes, I love it. It like stirs the emotions. I've got a song for me that I'm like, that is my song. I'll always get excited. There's that that feeling of, yes, I want us to have that feeling as we come to the Word of God. I want us to have that feeling, that excitement that we are going to discover something beautiful in the Word of God. And so we're going to have a look at some ways that we can see the layers of beauty in the bible number one first first way is uh the bible wasn't written to us an important thing to recognize it was not written to us guys us western people 21st central century people (laughs) it was not written to us it is ancient jewish meditation literature and we can often uh, approach the bible in our western mind frame expecting as we read we're reading modern day history or some poetry or modern day narrative but it wasn't written to us and this is important for us to understand for us to actually see the layers of depth behind the bible we need to actually approach it going this wasn't written to me and i need to understand that and recognize where where do i need to to learn and study on how to actually identify the context of what is going on put ourselves in the shoes of the israelites Uh, And we need to realize that the the Bible was not written to us. See, the the Old Testament in particular was written over a period of a thousand years. That's a long time, a millennium, compiling 39 books over multiple authors. uh, And the authors and compilers uh, of what we have had a serious art on meditating on Scripture and artfully putting together, piecing together what we have to uh, present the story of, of God and the story of these Israelites people, an incredible artful piece of literature we have in our in our Bible, and we we often can take it for granted because we we don 't really understand what 's going on there 's a lot of weird things that are taking place, uh, a lot of kind of strange yeah stuff that are going on that we're like, "Why is that dove need to be cut in half? There are so many multiple layers of things that we just miss because we're just assuming that 's just not right in what like i wouldn 't cut a dove in half that 's just that 's just wrong guys so that 's wrong, but we 're so missing I guess the, the the context and the detail of what is going on in so much of the Bible and particularly the old testament they 're using imagery they 're using things that make sense for them that they understand, and so we need to approach The Word of God, realizing that it's not written to us, but it it can be written for us. There are are things that we can grab and we can find and discover from God as we get into the Word. It doesn't mean that it's not important. doesn't mean this is the most important story we have. And there are so many stories around. Our culture is telling us a story, telling us how to live, uh, and uh, we need to recognize and see the power of the story in the Word of God because it is key to how we live and discover the layers of beauty that are in the Word of God. And so let's do that. Let's try and understand these people. Uh, And uh, firstly, we need to realize that the Bible wasn't written in English. I'm going to just go over here because I have a Hebrew Bible over here, guys. Yes, I do. I have my Hebrew Bible. I have it right here, this big Hebrew and Greek Bible that I got given from our team last year. This is what... Oh, no, that's...
1: This is what a, the
0: Hebrew Bible is written in, this beautiful Hebrew language. It's just rich with all these symbols. It's actually going the wrong way as well. It's, yeah, that's the wrong right way. There we go. It's, it's riding the wrong way. Uh, I've got a, a mission to learn ancient Hebrew this year. I'm going to go for it. They're, my team, our team uh, kind of got, gave us this as a gift as well as some classes. So that's that's my mission for this year. So, you know, sometime through this year you need to catch up on your hebrew because i might just you know do a sermon in hebrew you have to know what's going on uh <laughs> i wish be, that would be i mean i probably don't wish because that would be really irrelevant to everybody <coughs> but it's 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 really I, I just find it just fascinating to look at just the the squiggles and things I've, so i have started the classes and they're really interesting but um yeah it's it's not written in english it's an ancient language that scholars, over time, have uh, kind of looked at, and we are ha- we are so and it's such an advantage today. We, you don't understand how incredibly advantaged we have uh, we we are today because of the amazing work that has gone in in into interpreting and discovering what this Bible is trying to say, uh, and uh, obviously scholars continue to work at figuring that out, and it's just amazing what we have in the English Bible, but it was not written in English. And, uh, yeah, it's important to realize it was not written to us. And so how can we try and understand the words of the Israelite people? How do we try and understand their context and culture? And quickly, there are three things that we can do to try and understand their, their context and culture. Number one is don't read the Bible expecting it to say what we want it to say. Maybe the first seven days of creation weren't a literal context. It was Maybe it was meta- moder- <laughs> metaphorical and poetry language. Maybe. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it is or not. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. But what if we just read it expecting, all right, maybe that's not the context. Maybe it is something different. And then we actually go and, and figure out what do we believe? What do we want? What are we trying to actually see in this word? What is trying, it trying to say to me? Don't read the Bible expecting to say what we want, what we want it to say, but actually figure out what is the context of the day and how can I learn that? How can I get more about what it's trying to say for me? Number two, it's, uh, it's keep asking how would an Israelite think about this? Even if you have no idea what an Israelite would think about it, keep asking it because that would stir us to keep trying to think what does that mean how do, would they think well um, that little thing happened over there maybe that is significant for the israelite people and tr- tr- uh, keep trying to put yourselves in their shoes see the israelite people didn't know anything about modern day science they didn't have the technological advancements that we have today we need to try and understand how they thought so we can best see the message behind the words and number three is to keep learning, keep studying and keep reading. We need to keep reading as we discover more about what this word and how it's trying to teach us. And a, a great um resource is the the Bible Project podcasts. I talk about the Bible Project and use their videos. Um uh, and so they have an amazing podcast, and they have a great series called the uh, How to Read the Bible series. If you want to go into more depth, that's an incredible series. They also have a, an amazing series called uh, Design Patterns in the Bible, which uh, for me was really helpful to actually identify the, the design patterns that are throughout our Bible and the, the layers that go on. And so um, feel free to check out the Bible Project um, podcasts. They, are, they do an incredible work at trying to help people uh, learn what the Bible is saying and, and discover those layers of beauty that are in the pages of our Bible. So that's number one. Number one is that the, uh, the Bible wasn't written to us. Number two uh, is people are broken. This helps us see the layers of beauty that are in our Bible, that people are broken and that we need someone to rescue us. The people of Israel are really often, they really often get it wrong. If you've read through Genesis so far in in January, your once month thing, yeah, we're doing it, you would have read some weird things that are going on in Genesis. We've, we've kind of been messaging in our, in our team, and like, what is going on? Like, what, like there's so many things that happen in Genesis, uh, the Lot story with his daughters, there's so many things that, that just happen that it's just kind of uh, it's weird. A lot that get, the people get wrong, um, and you just wonder, like, God, How? How do you deal with these people? And so it's important to actually realize that people and we are a part of that group. We are broken. We are broken. And we need someone to rescue us, to save us, to give us that chance, to redeem us. And the story of the Bible is about how God created and gave us the ability to do good and create life, but how we have time and time again trusted our way of doing things. And mess it up. And so there are so much going on in the Bible that we need to see that um, people are broken. Humanity is broken and we see the layers of brokenness in humanity in the Word of God. And and there are a lot of bad things that people do in the Bible that that sometimes are attributed to, to God telling them Uh, But for me, I I don't read these things as just seeing an angry God or a violent God. I, I see this as realizing that we as humans are broken and we need someone to rescue us. That the crazy thing in the Bible is that God continues to use people. He keeps using them keeps using these people of Israel, even though in the, with their biases, even though with their, they get it wrong and they've got flaws. God continues to use them. He has mercy and grace time and time again. He is faithful to his people. Uh, and so it's so important to see that his favor upon these people, even though they, they get it wrong, and see the brokenness. That gives me hope. It gives me hope that, that even when I get it wrong, God is there. He is faithful to me, and uh, I can trust in him. And one of the, the, the uh, greatest messages Jesus came to bring, he, he came and said, I repent, for the kingdom of God is near. To repent, to, to say sorry, to recognize we are wrong, to recognize we need help, and to realize that we need to come to God. We need to come near to him because he is building a new kingdom, a new way of life. When we come to Jesus and hear his message, uh, he creates new life in us. And so let's see the layers in our Bible as we see that people are broken and they need a savior. They need someone to rescue them, which is point number three, leads to Jesus came to rescue us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd like to say more, yeah, but that's probably more E A R. Sorry, guys, <laughs> it's, it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, Jesus came to rescue us. Yay, people are broken, but the, the, the story of the Bible is about how Jesus has come to rescue us, and even in the Old Testament, it points to uh, a Messiah. Christ, an appointed one that would come and rescue us, that redeem us, that would save us from ourselves, from our brokenness, and and to be there for us, to create in us a new heart, to give us his spirit, that we are transformed day after day by his spirit to be in the very likeness of Jesus. We are transformed as we discover Jesus, and that is the great story of Jesus. That is the gospel, the good news. That all of us can come, all of us and are welcome and are accepted by this amazing God. And Jesus has come to rescue us. What an incredible thing that we have in Jesus! In Jesus, we see His true mercy. That time after time, He takes care of the poor and needy. He's the one. He's the one that we look to. He's the one that shows us true mercy in Jesus. Uh, we, show, uh, we see his, uh, God's uh, uh, power at work in people's lives. We see that he wants to bring miracles and wants to redeem people, bring life to people, uh, to heal people that are, are sick, to, to be there for the, the poor and the needy. We see his power at work with miracles restoring life in people's lives. We see an amazing thing in Jesus, that he came to rescue us. And as we read, even through the Old Testament, we need to continue to see Jesus at work in these words. We need to continue to see the layers that the, the uh, Old Testament writers are pointing to, the one that will come, the one that will save and rescue us. And that is Jesus. And that, that excites me to read something and go, that's Jesus. That's, that's Jesus right there. That is the layer of what, the, the Bible is trying to show us that he has come to save us. Uh, and then point number four is there is power for us as we see Jesus in our Bible. There is power for us. The Bible is not just a, a book of doctrine and a book that you can just kind of do studying on and just study. and It's just kind of educational. No, no, the, the, the Bible is, is about a person. It's about Jesus. It is about the power that he gives us. And when we discover his grace and his love and his mercy, the power of his spirit can come in and transform us. There is power for us as we read the Bible. There is power as we discover the story that God is telling and and inviting us on. And as we read these words, let's, let's be prayerful. Go on, God. I want to uh, get a glimpse of you today. Show me Jesus in, in the word of God today. Show me Jesus and, and uh, be praying that his power, his strength would come into you. Each and every day as we read this word, let his living water come into our lives. Let us be transformed by the power of Jesus as we get into the word of God and see the layers of beauty. That is at work in these pages but let's be real uh, life can be pretty busy sometimes and we can feel like uh, I want to really do well but things keep coming up and I I keep kind of falling short I've missed a day or two and it ends up being I've missed a week and you get really behind this stuff kind of happens this is this life sometimes this happens Uh, and so uh, you know, I don't want to just add an, another unnecessary thing, but the, the Word of God needs to be priority for us. It's not just an added extra to our lives, if maybe I get time. It, it needs to be key and a priority for us. We need to think about how we can unclutter our worlds, remove other things in our lives to make this a priority. And if this has been a struggle for you to continue to do this as a daily practice, maybe that this is tonight. You need to go, you know what? I need to shift some things in my world. I need to change some stuff to make this a priority for me, to unclutter some of the things that are in your world, to make more space for God to move, to speak to you. Maybe it's in the morning. What do you do in your morning time? Is it time that you just spend on your phone, looking, scrolling through Instagram, just checking up on what is going on social media? Maybe that needs to be transformed to... to I'm going to give God 30 minutes in my my daily morning routine to just read his word and to discover what he's saying. Or maybe, uh, you know, it's night time works best and, uh, you know, you, you deal with your kids most of the time during the day and so mornings are like a bit difficult. And so maybe crafting what your night looks like, less binging through Netflix and more focused time, even when you feel like, oh, I can't be bothered. I've had those days as well, like can't be bothered today, I just want to relax and, uh, you know, put on a TV show, which there are days for that, that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but let's challenge ourselves not to, to do that every day, but to actually give ourselves, block out some time to priority prioritize the Word of God for our lives. It needs to be a central part of who we are, because it is wisdom for us It it transforms us. It, It creates us into the kind of people Jesus is calling us to be as we learn and discover the layers of beauty that are in the Bible. He wants to take us on an amazing journey of discovering him. And that's what I love about the Bible. We don't just kind of, yeah, it's not just, you know how you read a good book and you're like, yeah, this is really cool and nice. But as we read the Bible, there's something more than just reading nice words. It actually does something inside us. It actually changes our outlook on life. It actually transforms kind of how we live and act and behave with people. We, we want to be more uh, loving to others. We see the mercy of Jesus, and we, we're like, oh, I, I want to do that. I want to be like that. And that's the transformation power that is in the Word of God that I believe can come alive in us this year as we develop this practice. I'm not saying it's, it's about perfection, that you need to get everything right, but it's about practice. It's about us committing to it and identifying, let's just keep doing. Let's keep working. And practice, if you know anything about practice, you just have to keep doing it to practice. It just it keeps coming around. If you want to be good at something, you need to practice at it. And you need to keep working at it. And you keep like going, I need to do this. And when we uh, set ourselves to be good at a certain thing, and we set ourselves to practice, look, we have this in us. We can do this. Each of us have, have done that for something. We've, we've set ourselves a mission of uh, practicing and, and setting ourselves to be good at certain things. And so let's set our hearts this year to get in the Word of God. Are, we, are, we, are you with me here tonight? To identify wh- what can I do? How can I understand and see the layers of beauty that is in my, this book and be excited about what is going on. And so I, I believe there is power for us. Even today, right now, there is power for us uh, by God's Spirit to grab a hold of this Word. And so, yes, we want to uh, physically think about how we can unclutter some things in our worlds. Yes, we can physically think about, yes, I want to get into this practice and keep a routine going. But also, there is power from God, from His Spirit to in- strengthen and empower you today. And so... Um, Michael, do you want to just come and, and, and jump on the keys? Thanks, mate. I just want to pray for us. I want to pray that God's spirit would empower us, that would, he would pour out upon us to give us that strength, that faith that we need to keep on grabbing this and keep seeing the importance of what this book can do for our lives and see the layers of beauty that are in this biblical symphony this beautiful sound that God wants to bring to us. And so why don't you just close your eyes and open your hearts right now. Jesus, we ask for your spirit to come. We ask you to pour out your life, your grace, your strength. Where we feel weak and unable, God, I pray that we give that to you we don't hold on to this guilt, but we release that to you. We come to you, Jesus, as we are, and we find rest in you. We find the strength we need in you to get into our word, to, to realize and see, discover the things that you are calling us in. So God, fill us afresh. Why don't you just uh, hold your hands out in front of you, this is a sign of saying, God, uh, fill me afresh.